0: my first afternoon in branson missouri at the mspa show and you know what we're just getting set up we're going to do a full side thing here around five thirty tonight but somebody stopped here at the business and said what are you doing selling so cleaning stuff and he goes oh wait a minute i told him it's a podcast joe he even said i couldn't read so let's see if i can talk joe yes sir Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Hey, and you're the first one. So, uh, what are you here for? I am here. I own a
1: commercial, I own a commercial air filter sales and service company in the state of Missouri. Uh, we currently service about 19 Missouri school districts, and uh, we supply and some we actually supply the filters and do the installation. And we do about seven Illinois school districts.
0: So, so, so filters, we're talking little bitty small things that I can do at home? Little, little, everything
1: from little to big. We do every, we have schools that have 1,600 filters in one building. So, what's the average size of a filter? Uh, 20 by 25.
0: Okay. And you do how many of them in a day? We do about 8,000 filters a week. Wow. So, I suppose that there's a big warehouse that supplies you. I have, I have three places
1: where I store filters that I I take them on every week. Uh, We store filters in St. Louis, we store filters in Springfield for my guys in Springfield and I store filters in Columbia, Missouri where I also store filters and have employees there. First year here? No. This is probably about my 15th. 15th? Oh, so you're
0: old hat at this. No wonder you're so relaxed.
1: Yeah, yeah. uh, my, My very first school district I ever sold was Branson School District. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay. So, where are you from? Where, I mean, where's home? Well, I live up near St. Louis, but I've always had employees full time down here, so I come here usually every week down to this area. So instead of coming down on Tuesday, I came down on Sunday today.
0: Aha! Uh-huh, so we get the we get the service early.
1: Yes, yes. We get so we I brought the stuff down here for my employees that I need to bring like paychecks and all that kind of stuff, and I just came down on Sunday to be part of this today, and then all day tomorrow I have a booth set up. Uh, Going to try to grow the company some more and add some more school districts and uh, give them a really good product at a
0: fair and reasonable price and great service. You know what's always interesting on a podcast is to find out what's behind it. I mean that's why we call it Beyond Clean. I mean mm-hmm. it's you know we're, you're cleaning air, we're which sure. is interesting because I'm doing a series of IAQ uh, with the um, the Missouri School Boards Association. Yep. Okay, we're doing a big podcast thing with them. Uh, so, hey, my first podcast here at the show is air quality. Air quality. But I'm always interested, how does somebody actually get started in a certain field? Uh, they usually don't.
1: I didn't. I, was, I started out as an engineer. Uh, I graduated from Auburn University, was an engineer for McDonnell Douglas. And I won own my own company. And I uh, took over a, a little filter company that had 225 customers, and now we have 8,000. So why did you take over a company with filters? I mean, there's all kinds of companies out there. It was just something I figured I could do. I understood. I knew the numbers. I knew how air filters worked. I knew quality air is important, especially to schools. I didn't do schools for probably the first five years. Oh, really? Yeah, we started out doing restaurants and commercial buildings, and then we decided that I I should probably try to do some in schools because there's a big (laughs) demand for them. And so I've owned the company now for 26, 27 years, almost 27 years. And you're still trying to grow it. And we're still growing. We've grown every year for 27 years. It was one year we had less than double digit growth. And that was because I lost a place called Consolidated Stores. You heard of them? they're big lots. I did all the big lot stores. And they filed bankruptcy back in about 08, 06. And uh, when I lost all that business, I only grew like four percent that year. Oh my gosh! Oh, oh, so terrible! Yeah. So, uh, so, so we just started reaching out to other types, and we found schools. There, there's a real need for it. There's, there's a lot of information out there on filters, and COVID even made it more prevalent.
0: Well, I was going to say COVID. You know, I'm in the cleaning industry. You know, we, we yep. talk about everything in the cleaning industry. So, uh, yeah, I've got education classes for cleaning, and so. Yeah, COVID did me a favor, to be honest. Well, it,
1: it sure didn't hurt us. Uh, right. We we got hurt on the service side of restaurants and stuff like that. Were shut down in some of the cities. We missed services there because they couldn't allow people to come in and sit down. Well, you had outside. others picked up. Well, I had others picked up.
0: And what was that? School
1: districts and office buildings.
0: You know, I was talking to a guy, and he was talking about the fact that all of these. Parents and teachers and and, and you know general uh, public mm-hmm. are bringing all kinds of air purifier systems into school, and now he's got all these different types of air air handler things to clean. Yep. You in that?
1: We do some of that. Uh, I the small units do such a small space that it really doesn't benefit the whole room. I've sold some that were big enough to do a whole room. We had a child that was really, had real bad allergies, really bad, and we had a, we sold a portable unit that would service the size of a classroom for that child, and we had it put on coasters, so as he got older and moved to different rooms. Right, right. You could move with it. You move it with him. It had about a six-foot cord on it. You put it in the room, you get it there about an hour before the, the child would come so it can start changing over the air mm-hmm. and getting the stuff out. So, yeah
0: you know, I, I suffer from COPD, so yep. I mean I understand the quality of air. Yep. Um, filters have changed over the 20 years you've been doing this?
1: Yes, filters have changed. Uh, like Filters become more consistent because testing, uh, came is what you test filters to. Okay. ASHRAE 52.2, uh, those are a, a testing standard. What would happen is people would test filters at different test facilities but they were able to define the parameters of the testing and what you found was when people wanted the filter to be more efficient they would ask for the motor to blow less air so it would catch more dirt because what the way they measure it is you have so much weight and dust particles that they expose to the filter and then you reweigh the filter to see how much dust particles it holds Right. Of what you put in. Right. Is it 90%? Is it 80% of the dust particles? But they found if they slow the motor down, it'll hold more. So now they can actually collect more that way? Oh, yeah. If, oh, yeah. The, if the air's moving slower, less stuff will go through. And so they started making a standard where everybody had to have the same velocity of air. And they standardized it about. Made
0: the playing field even for everybody.
1: Well, because then people couldn't brag that their filter was a MERV yeah, 10 instead right, of a yeah, MERV 8. Yeah. Because everybody was kind of swaying the test a little bit their way. Well, look, look what ours do. Ours are a MERV 9. Well, and in school districts, it's recommended that they have nothing less than MERV 8 okay. in a school. MERV 8. MERV 8 and uh, so that's that's your baseline. so so when did MERV 8 when did that become the standard how long ago about 15 years ago they started standardizing they came up with MERV charts and MERV ratings and now your filters are bought by MERV ratings so it really helped people that aren't filter people easier to understand the filter world
0: so they took some of the work out of your hands and made a standard out of it so what's Absolutely. what's new on there i guess i always look at you know we go we say what's going on what's going on next
1: well what they're trying to do now is to increase the efficiency of the filter but not the resistance so they want to let more air through but yet increase the efficiency of what it holds and what size particles it can stop down to one micron two microns three microns and so the big thing in the filter industry is you want to get as much particles captured in the filter, but without restricting the air. Because the more you can do that, the better off the equipment is.
0: Right. And, you know, I kind of understand somewhat of all of that, too. Yep. You know, because, you know, I work with HEPA filter vacuums and yes. airflow with that vacuums. Yes. And I'll, I'll never forget a, a, a name, I, I won't mention the name, a superintendent that said, you took the HEPA filters out so we get more airflow. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. You didn't, you just told me that you didn't care about the health of your employees because that's what the HEPA filter is all about. That's exactly now, right. Now, I understand the airflow, but then there is
1: trade-offs here. There's absolutely trade-offs because when the air is slow too long or too much and it's reduced too low, the units will freeze up because an air, a unit, whether it's a running in heat mode or air conditioning mode, they're more sensitive in the air conditioning mode. A unit if it doesn't have enough airflow, it will absolutely freeze that coil up. Right. So you've got to have airflow. And if they don't have it, and that's why you keep you put good filters in and you keep them changed.
0: I heard a tip for homeowners coming here. Absolutely. I tell
1: I tell homeowners, change your filter every two months, they go well, it doesn't look dirty. You don't know what that thing's capturing. Throw it away. Put it in the trash can outside, you're done with it. I change my filter at home every month. I run a. Of course, you have
0: filters at your disposal. Come on, Joe. They, you can do that.
1: Anybody I know can have filters at their disposal.
0: <laughs> I would just kind of beat you up a little bit, Joe. No,
1: no. It's, it, yeah, because, but absolutely, homeowners are probably one of the biggest abusers. They buy the cheapest filter they can, and they're not doing their equipment any favors, and they aren't doing their self any favors.
0: I was going to say there. I mean, you. What's the main reason you should use a filter? Protect your equipment.
1: Protect your coils from getting dirty. Because as soon as you let those get dirty, you got big problems. And you've got to pay big bucks to get them cleaned. Uh, and also, if you use a good filter, you'll have less dust in your house. You'll have more allergies taken out. At MERV 8 you begin to take out the mold spores and the bacteria.
0: So MERV 8 is something we can get for home? Yes, absolutely. We just have to know to look for it you have to know to look and ask for it so folks here is joe what booth are you going to be on joe i do not know don't even know what booth is but hey you know what i guarantee you if you come to the uh mspa show i will be in my booth all day tomorrow to, all day tomorrow and i uh, what some tuesday or they is don't it just all tuesday monday? the vendor show is all monday all monday, okay. all
1: monday. they come in about 10 30 they stay through lunch they eat they eat at the show and they and they go around and uh so we will be in the booth uh educating as many of them as we can and
0: hope- now this is a podcast so yep. this is going to be something that's going to, always going to be there so how do they find you the name of your company all that good stuff joe
1: uh, we're, we're air filter sales and service and uh, they can find us on the website at, at uh, filter service of st they can uh, call us at 636-561-6131 and uh, my wife who runs the office will probably answer the phone and uh, we will help you in any way we can joe thanks for coming in and uh, having a spot on our podcast this afternoon thanks for inviting me this is neat. my first podcast thank you